0: You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds seriously you don't want to miss it so grab a snack preferably protein based and sit back and enjoy this episode thank you for joining me my name is Kiki I'm the owner of e-mortar I am a trainer's trainer and I run a team of trainers team em2wl and we train other trainers as well as obviously our own personal clients how to fight the metabolism crashing yo-yo dieting um, extremes that our society tends to promote like as the norm. So a lot of people uh, including myself have been duped by the dieting industry. I essentially dieted myself fatter and I know many of your clients or maybe you have ended up in that position as well and that's what Immortal Weightless is about. We teach you how to get off the metabolism yo-yo. I am about all things science so I pride myself on going to all I find myself on going to so many conferences and bridging the gap between the science and application so that in between when you got your training certification and when you get your CEUs, all the stuff in between that you don't understand, I help break that down for you. Today we're talking about Uh, Defying your genetics with um, exercise, diet and exercise. Pretty much understanding what to expect and helping your clients to understand what they can and can't expect to change from a diet and exercise. Because sometimes they tend to, and I posted a scope about this not too long ago, they find like the ideal way that they want to look and they just say like, oh yeah, I I wanna look like that without any thought as to whether or not they can look like that person. So I want to talk about some of the things that you can expect to change with diet and exercise and some of the stuff that you will have to just accept about yourself. So, uh, yes, if you have questions, go ahead and post them. If I don't get to them right away, you can always tweet them to me afterwards. Or usually I spend the first, like, five to seven minutes just getting the content out there for those that have to jump off. And then afterwards we go into Q&A. So um, either way, if you want to post your question, if I miss it, I will um, tweet it later or answer it in another scope. So the first thing to understand with when it comes to diet and exercise, is what we always talk about and that's if you or your clients are doing cardio only then they need to understand that doing that only for exercise means that they are going to simply become good afternoon they're going to become a smaller version of whatever they are currently so if they are only doing cardio as their form of exercise they may get smaller um, especially if they're like low calorie dieting or whatever but a they typically will regain the weight and b they will find themselves just looking exactly the same. So they'll just shrink and still have all the same trouble zones and all the same areas. Hey Gina, thank you for joining and for inviting followers. And for uh, those that are Yes, seriously. So we like to say eat more to weigh less, cardio for fun and weights to transform because weightlifting is gonna be the key to your transformation, which I will explain. A lot of people feel like that there are certain things about themselves that just don't change at all. And when they lift, they find out that they can. So some of the things that you can change when you are lifting is because lifting is about muscle. So when you're building muscle, people are surprised what areas change for the better. So one of those areas is um, obviously your glutes. That's one of the biggest areas that people notice they're changing. So if you're whereas if you're only doing cardio, like maybe your pants size goes down but if you were dealing with like a pancake butt factor you're still dealing with one afterwards but if you're lifting one of the first things that people notice is the change in how their jeans fit and that's because they're getting a lift in that area so you can change things that are muscle related so your butt will lift and get perkier even if you typically don't tend to have one now some people may have to work harder than others for this to happen but that is something that can actually help because your glutes are a muscle like that is one of the <laughs> that is one of the biggest uh, muscles are the muscles in your legs. So you can look for changes in your butt. You can look for changes, like I said, also in your legs. So maybe if you don't really have shapely legs, like I said, if you're just doing cardio for your exercise, then you're still not going to have shapely legs even if they get smaller so you'll get smaller but then you'll still like not want to wear shorts or whatever because you're not happy with the firmness of your legs so those things can change um you can change even a lot of my clients are surprised that they go up in and guys maybe you don't want to hear this so maybe you do they go up in cup sizes with their bras because there there is a pec muscle so there's a muscle under the breast tissue that when you lift it builds that up so it actually makes them a little bit perkier which is another benefit to lifting so it will change the shape of your body when you're lifting anything that's muscle related is going to change shape when you're adding in lifting and when you are eating and exercising right which you see the link that keeps popping up there it's also in my bio there's a whole series of uh, videos and eating and exercising um, stuff that I take you through there if you're not familiar with how to match your eating and exercising to your workouts so you can click on that or go to that after this is over so anything muscle related your you know arm muscle um, the Tissue under the pecs the no, it's not it's not a woman's room only this is I'm gonna get to all of it Too but guys deal with the same thing So the stuff that's muscle related same thing with your legs and stuff like that anything muscle related you can change There is the first place you use it loses your chest. That's because um most people don't realize that for women your uh, breasts are fat so when you lose fat you lose there too that's the reason why you do want to build muscle there because you will also um you'll lose the fat there so you want to try to replace it with a little bit of muscle so whatever fat is there is still kind of lifting up you know being lifted up by the muscle so you do still want to do that but that's the thing is that if there's just fat when you get rid of fat if there's no muscle there afterwards then there's no tone or whatever it is that you're looking for so remember anything that's muscle based can be changed but You have to figure in your genetics. So there's certain things that maybe uh, workouts will make them sound like something like, so maybe you're doing a lot of people do like yoga to become long and lean, which yeah, it's a technicality, but you cannot make your muscles any longer or leaner than they genetically are. So you have to take that into consideration. Your, the length of your muscles, your bone structure, anything that's genetic or bone based, will not change. So that means even something as simple as how your abs look when you lose your fat, doesn't. they may not look like somebody else's. Some people just won't ever get a six pack because genetically their abs don't do that. That doesn't mean that they won't get a flat stomach or don't, it won't still look good for them, but genetically your abs will look a certain way. Your hip width doesn't change if that's bone structure based. So something that a lot of my clients don't realize when they're trying to like, you know, oh, I need to get rid of these hips. Maybe if you have extra fat, you may be able to get it down a little bit, but if you're truly pear-shaped, those are your genetics. So you need to focus more on building muscle in your upper body to balance out the bone structure that you have in your lower body. So I am too, Tara, I'm naturally pear-shaped. So that's something that like a lot of people don't know because I built my body in a way that looks more like an hourglass now than a pear because I'm naturally a pear. But instead of focusing on trying to like whittle away my legs and just like, oh my gosh, I need to get rid of these legs. I focused on building my upper body and then it naturally balanced things out. So most people don't realize that that's my natural shape. So I had to build the the V taper in my back so that the my back width matches my hips and so my shoulders are out a little bit more so now when you look it's very balanced whereas before it was like you know so just one of those things that people don't realize so that's something that you can change you can change your upper body if you're a pair your lower body may be very 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 stubborn so you have to give it so much time but in the meantime work on building your upper body you cannot change obviously your height so someone that's like me, it would make very little sense for me to compare myself to the body of someone who I'm like 5'2 on a good day. It would make very little sense for me to compare my body to someone who's maybe 5'7, five, 5'8. Five, their muscle, their muscle length and everything is going to be completely different than mine. Why do women stop working out when they got the man? That is a good question. And ladies, you need to take note of that. Like, sometimes we start having all kind of excuses and we're like, oh, we got the kids now and all of that. Now, not saying the guys don't do it too, but ladies, I know we have the kids. It's a lot harder for us, but that's the reason why we have to come up with ways to lose the fat that's a lifestyle that the whole family can enjoy because we still want to look good for our men. Like, you want to keep the relationship going after you got them. Don't just try to look good to get him. You started after you got married. That's good, Gina. Okay, so... Those are some of the things that you can't change. You can't change your genetics. Yes, that's why we have DJ and Rapper. Follow Lyndon and Vanessa because they are gonna help you to get your marriage right. And then I'm gonna help you to look better so that, yeah, you guys stay attracted to each other for long periods of time. So you cannot change anything that's genetic. You can't change your, thank you, Kevin. You can't change your hip width, your height, your length of your muscles. Different people's muscles are shaped differently you'll notice like some people like even with biceps some people can get like a peak on their bicep and some people don't it's just like always like really rounded some people can build muscle faster than others but that doesn't mean that everyone cannot and <laughs> thickness and out that doesn't mean that everyone can't build it it's just that the way that it looks on you is going to be different but there are things that everyone can do and there are things that we have to know are just individual to us So yes, like thigh gaps. That is genetic. People are like going crazy over this like whole thigh gap thing like the last like three years or so, five years. And it doesn't make it, it's just their their pelvic bone structure. That's not something that you can like change. And the same thing with a lot of these pictures of people with like abs, like unless you have like a rib removed, you're not going to look like those pictures. So it's important to understand what your bone structure is. It's important to understand how you always look, like maybe look at your parents and your aunts and all of them, and not necessarily use it as an excuse, like, oh, well, look at my genetics, I'm just gonna be this way. But understanding, okay, which part of that can I work with? Which part of that is like something that I can change and what do I have to kind of work around? Because like some people are naturally thin and they have to work harder to gain muscle and get like more like curvy, Muscles and then other people have to work harder like me to be smaller to be lean I have, I have a Endomorph if you're familiar with body types, which means that I naturally carry a higher body fat percentage like that's my genetics So that's something that I know I'm not going to compare myself to someone who naturally carries a very very low body fat percentage I know that I have to work harder to keep my body fat percentage low just the way they have to work harder to be able to develop muscle uh, as easily as I do yeah but it's that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother scope about the wrist remove. but it just goes to show between that and the photoshopping of these people like you just don't even know how do you figure what out Tina I'm sorry we're in the Q&A portion now for anybody that did have questions if I didn't get to your question earlier if you want to repost it I'm gonna spend maybe the next like five minutes or so answering questions and then I will hop off of here so i'm not sure what you were asking what how can you figure that out your body type yes as you see from big smith he is hungry and i am the reason why (laughs) You're endomorph tamisha i i am too as the key is not compare yourself to someone else absolutely if you don't know what their body type is because some people don't realize that um You know, they may see a person that is very muscular and not know if that person is what's considered a mesomorph, which is they build muscle and they lose fat very easily, which is what most bodybuilders and fitness competitors are. You will have the, uh, most endomorphs are the power lifter types. Um, we are very strong, which is like how I am very strong. It's easy to, um, build strength and we do build muscle but we also pretty much gain fat at the same rate (laughs) so losing the fat is a little bit harder for us and then you have the ectomorph which is like the naturally skinny person that's the friend that like can eat everything that they want and they don't gain a pound so that person um is considered like an ectomorph um tina i heard you ask about that we have more information about this on the site um one of our trainers trish she did a great write-up on body types and eating for your body types and you can find that at em2wl.com uh you'd probably want to go to there's a search engine down like at the bottom of the page and type in um i guess body types <laughs> i don't know what the actual link is for it so it's going to be different for everybody but those are that's pretty much how you know so there's like some go by like um fruit shapes like apple and pear and banana apple means you have more in the middle pear means you're more hippie and then like banana means you're more just like straight up and down uh as far as the like somo types is what they're called the somo types are ectomorph which is naturally thin they have a hard time putting on weight endomorph puts on weight very easily they're very strong and they um are very They gain fat and muscle very easily but they lose muscle um very very, i mean lose fat very very slowly and then you have the mesomorph which is pretty much the best of both worlds they lose um fat pretty easily with uh you know with decent diet and working out and they gain muscle like at the drop of a dime so um like my husband's mesomorph and for a very very long time that would disturb me because he could not work out for like a year and then come join me for like a month and then look like great and it would really upset me (laughs) but it was just something that I had to learn about myself like um my family we are endomorphs which my um my oldest son refers to as fat buff yeah I'll let that one sink in What's your take on resistance bands i like them i like resistance bands i don't use them exclusively but um i do add them to my workout plans here and there so yeah that's my husband saying we use them someone you know so that you are a ban- a banana <laughs> you didn't know how to take it are you like pretty much like straight up and down like you don't have a lot of curves <laughs> fat buff tar i know i know i kind of wanted to punch them But he was talking about my brother when he was saying it and then he said something he was talking about my father and I kind of realized that like I'm in that same category because we all have that same body type where we um we may have uh muscle but you can't always see it because there's like almost always a layer of fat right over it. Yes Omar fat buff. Like yeah. So we'd have to talk about that one. So he he makes sure not to include me in that when he says his whole fat buff Statements, but I know I have the exact same body type as them What's the maximum amount of time someone should lift per week? um that It's depends on you how many times a week you can get to the gym I would say if starting off two to three is good for most people uh, when you get to the point where you are an advanced lifter then you <laughs> It needs to be an the headline. When you get to the point where you're an advanced lifter, you can lift a little bit more. Uh, right now, I prefer lifting most days because I don't like doing a lot of cardio. So I like to lift like four to five days a week. But starting off, um, you don't really need to do probably more than like two to three full body workouts. Men burn fat faster. They burn fat faster for a very good reason and it's one of the reasons that we're always talking about and that's because they have more muscle. So women, we're so afraid of muscle, but then we get so upset that our husbands lose weight. So like we go on these plans with them, they lose weight like way faster than we do. We get really upset and we're like, you know, like what the crap? Like the first day, you know, the first week we did okay. And then after that, they just keep going and we plot tell. It's because they have muscle and we don't. And they have more of it and we don't and they care about the scale less than we do. So that means that when they're getting, when they're carrying all this extra water weight from all the extra muscle that they're carrying, they're typically not freaking out about it as much. Therefore, they're able to continue building more muscle, which makes their metabolism even faster, which means they burn fat even faster. Ladies, please never bore your date out with how you want to look at the gym, or you're saying don't talk about how you want to look. Screw the scale. Absolutely Absolutely, so if we take our focus off the scale we could get a lot of those benefits too And when I learned that that's when I got my edge on old hubster on here that keeps Chatting about you know bragging about his being a mesomorph because he kept Slacking on his workouts and guess what I was doing building muscle and guess what happened? He started hating on my results because not only was I building muscle, but I started losing fat Faster than him because he was losing muscle <laughs> So granted once he started again, you know testosterone took over and he quickly started getting muscle again and caught up to me, but it was good while it lasted and it's what helped him to get back to it So that's one of those things that you have to realize so that's why we have to stick it out ladies It sucks and we're like all you know all the scale but See I used to pump them He started working out, and he realized how strong I was, and he started seeing how much muscle I was getting, and he was like, I need to get in on this. (laughs) I did put him on blast, (laughs) What's the best way to rebuild your core after the babies? Um, After babies. You want to, planks are really good, but it depends on, the the advice differs because it depends on if you had uh, diastasis recti, which is when the ab muscle splits, which happens to some of us with, um, c-sections or when you have like uh, ab surgeries that actually cut through the middle of the muscle and then the muscle doesn't reconnect so then it makes it harder to um essentially you have like a hernia sometimes and a lot of women don't realize that they have it after a baby and so when that muscle splits what happens is there's always stuff pushing through that muscle which makes it so that like even when we feel like we're having progress we sit down and it just like your gut just like goes out so you need sometimes to help rebuild that if you don't have that then it just takes a lot of work. (laughs) It just takes a lot of work. So you have to, um, using weights isn't even a bad idea when you're rebuilding your core and just working it at a higher volume than necessary, not necessarily every day, but like two to three times a week, working it just as you would any other muscle, giving it rest days, but also challenging it, doing maybe like two to three, Um, sets of the exercises that you're doing and most importantly obviously you need to make sure that your nutrition is in order because first and foremost if your nutrition isn't in order then it really doesn't matter and the place where it's going to always show the most is the belly it's always going to show improve if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing nutrition wise so make sure you're eating enough protein and enough fiber and drinking enough water so if you if your nutrition is not on point, then it doesn't matter what workout you do, really, because it won't matter. So uh, That's it. If you guys don't have any other questions, I'm going to feed this hungry guy that is um, so supportive of me on here. <laughs> yes, nutrition is such a struggle, Gina. It is, and but it's the missing link. People don't realize and they think like, oh, I'm going to get it together. You know, like, I know I need to do better with my eating, but, and it's like, no, there's no but. That's first and foremost. So don't, there's no but, there's no like, I need to do it, but I'll try this first. Get the nutrition together first. Remember the hierarchy of nutrition, and I'm going to go out with that. If you're new to me and you've never heard it before, or whether you've heard it a hundred times before, you need to have it drilled in your head. The hierarchy of nutrition, number one is nutrition if you have nothing else to do you can't work out at all get your nutrition in order number two is nutrition if you have nothing else to do get your nutrition in order and double check it number three (laughs) if you have nothing else get your nutrition get your nutrition number three is to lift you want to do something that's going to build muscle and increase your metabolism number four fourth on the hierarchy that means that after all these other things are done so nutrition nutrition lift then hit type exercises where um, those are going to help you maintain your muscle mass. They won't necessarily build more, but it helps you maintain your muscle mass, helps keep your metabolism going along. And then last on that hierarchy is extra cardio. So most people do it in reverse. They start with cardio and then... Maybe they'll do some head and then they start lifting and then they work on their nutrition. Don't flip it. Do it in the start at the top. Get your nutrition in order. And someone just says sleep so on point. If you're not getting enough sleep, do, please don't work out. Okay. That's keeping it real. And that's the scope for another time. But if you are not getting enough sleep, do not work out. Don't skip sleep for a workout because not sleeping is stress to your body. Working out is stress to your body. That is putting your body in stress overload. And yeah, I'm gonna have to be out on that point because the sleep thing is just like a whole nother episode. You need to make sure that you are training your body how to bring the cortisol levels down or else fat loss is like last on your body's agenda. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode, or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, you can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at Number 2 wayless or via email at info at eatmore2wayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Wayless Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmore 2 to weighless.com slash start. See you next time.